0: Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, hone your message, and make an impact on the world. Today's episode is brought to you by the phrase, nice or necessary? Such an important question. How often do you ask yourself this in life and business? Is it nice or is it necessary? Here to discuss nicer Necessary is my dear friend, Mary Langle, who is an accomplished producer and communication strategist with over 25 years of experience conceiving, developing and launching large scale promotional initiatives to raise brand awareness, increase recognition and drive profitability for a variety of clients. Mary has been the brains behind over 100 book titles and high profile clients ranging from Denise Austin and Gary Player to LL Cool J. Since 2016, Mary has been combining her expertise in media and brand building with her passion for golf, working side by side with golf pro Eric Cogorno, developing and distributing Cogorno Golf, the biggest and best on life golf instruction community in the world. Welcome, Mary.
1: Thank you, Barbara. It's great to be here with you.
0: God, it's been too long. And before we get started, it's been at least an entire pandemic. It's been at least an entire (laughs) pandemic. Yeah. Absolute month. But I want to start actually by acknowledging what you and Eric have built, just to say yeah. bravo you and to Thank you. you know, plant the Thank seed you. with the audience because you, launched, you started in 2016, yeah. and you've grown into, I mean, you're not kidding, the world's biggest and best, and that's incredible. And I just want to acknowledge because for people listening who are in the same place with, you know, yeah. dreaming big and uh, making bold moves that you heard a lot of people say no or you can't do this, or it's never going to happen, or it's a pipe dream, Mm -hmm. and all those things. And so Wow. So that's a big part of what I want to talk about in the nice or necessary because there's the outwards facing side, but I also want to get into the pulling back the curtains behind, you know, what you do with Eric at Cogarna Golf and how you really, really have gotten this done. So first of all, I do want to start with, you had a bunch of choices. We had conversation back and forth via email, but like, what do you want to talk about on this podcast? So how did you choose and why did you choose nice or necessary? Nice
1: or necessary has been something that was was born actually of this partnership with Eric and how I wish it was a question I had asked myself 10 years earlier or started asking myself 10 years earlier. And it's a question that I need to ask weekly <laughs> uh, over a variety of things. It was really born of starting a business from less than nothing and thinking about you know, I feel like you're never more uh, scrappy or resourceful than when you're starting from nothing. And it really was a situation when resources were lean. I had to say, okay, is this thing that I want to do either that I want to purchase or that I want to pursue within Cogorno golf? Is it something that's necessary to grow the business or is it something that would be nice and things that on the surface would look necessary Like let's start from the very very beginning. Buying new camera equipment that that looks like on the surface like oh I can't start until I have the most updated camera equipment. It wasn't necessary for us to get started, and I have witnessed along the way a lot of people who ask me how did you do this? You know what kind of gear should I buy? Um, You know I want to make sure I have a a collection of twenty perfect videos before I start my YouTube channel. And the reality is like none of that, it's nice. That'd be nice. It's not necessary to get started and to pursue what you want to pursue.
0: Mm. By the way, you answered one of my questions right there when you said, I wish <laughs> I had known this 10 years because uh, I was, I was going to ask you, you know, did you come in with this or mm-mm. did you stumble on not
1: this? Stumbled on this, really stumbled on this and really stumbled on it initially from a, a revenue perspective, a spend perspective and I'll just give you one example as we were getting started you know people get excited it's a new business it's a new venture you need a logo you got to pay for a logo you need hats you have to have hats (laughs) and you know at the time first of all we didn't even know initially it would have been nice to know how we were going to generate money but it wasn't necessary (laughs) Uh, we didn't know actually how we were going to generate revenue I think in the beginning we thought this this whole venture which was born of video content creation really would be something that would promote Eric's coaching business. So, you know, when people start throwing out things like you need hats and everything, our question had to be, well, it'd be nice if people were walking around with hats and it'd be nice to give people hats. But is it necessary? Like, how what how are we earning back the spend on that hat and it's so interesting to watch people dive into activity that's not necessarily productivity when they start a venture or have a dream and it's like you know that getting a cool hat is doing something and it feels like progress but is it you know and this is something i i definitely hit the lottery when it comes to a business partner in eric because he is his his gift his tremendous gift is being able to say okay but but really if we do nothing else, what do we have to do here? And, you know, that always came down to, we have to put out three YouTube videos a week, get them filmed, edited and posted if we do nothing else. And that makes it real easy to go. Okay. Like we don't need to spend money on hats. We don't need, you know, so that, that's really how that was all. Born that in things like that, and really starting to look at that, and we were fortunate that it's a conversation we could have together. You know, when you have a business business partnership, sometimes you're not on the same page. You might have a business partner who wants the hats, <laughs> and and so we we've just been very fortunate that we're on the same page with that.
0: Wow. Okay. So much good stuff there because one, and it's a concept and a theme that comes up a lot on the podcast is getting stuck in the shoulds, and. <sighs> um, Because like you should have hats, you should have this and asking yourself, is it nice or necessary is now this powerful tool to help you get out of the shoulds. Yes. I never even thought about it that way. So amazing until you just said that Two, It's a permission slip, (laughs) right? Yes. By asking this question, I give myself permission to get out of that thing that's kind of getting me stuck or distracting me. Oh my god, I love this so much. Yes, (laughs) and um, it gives you focus and it helps you prioritize. Amazing. Okay, so for anybody listening who isn't familiar and hasn't been following your story from the beginning, just give us um, explain to us how you connected with Eric and and the genesis of Kogorno Golf. Sure,
1: sure. So I come from a background of PR and marketing. I worked in book publishing for many, many years. I started to transition into video production in 2010, still very much entrenched in book publishing, working with authors, everyday experts. And sort of simultaneously, I started um, saying, I want to pursue golf. Golf had been a part of my life, but I never tried to play it. And it, I started to play and realize, OK, I love this. I love this world. I love this game. I will never play good enough to make money at this game. So what can I do? How can I marry my skills with this thing that I love? How can I live in this world? And I, you know, listeners know that I had many a conversation with Barbara (laughs) able to really kind of hone in and and say, what does that mean? And I would say we had those conversations before 2016, for sure. So 2016, I start working with Eric Gorno as my personal golf coach. And I'm watching him with his students at the time he was working with a lot of juniors. And just the way that he communicated with them, it, he sort of had this cast of characters. My my PR light bulb went off, and I thought, okay, this guy might really be good on camera. He wanted no part of it. Uh, he was very busy, you know, and and I think this is a good case in point. He was doing well as a golf coach, trading his time for money. And At the time, it wasn't necessary for him to pursue another business venture. It would have been nice, but he didn't have the time or the capacity to really, the bandwidth to really pursue this. So I continued to work with him as my personal coach. And then, about, I want to say we were almost a full year into working together, just as, you know, golf coaching client and coach, where he said, I think I do want to pursue filming, uh, making videos. He's like, if we were smart, we would barter coaching for, for videos. And that, that's sort of how this was born. He was my coach who I thought he, I thought he could have a presence on camera. And we just started with really no set plan. It was like, what can we do with what we have, where we are? And it was like, okay, well I can film you and you don't have extra time. So I'll film you giving lessons. And that's how this was born. We did not at the time have a, a real clear sense of what this business would become. I really do think initially my, my perspective was I'm going to help him grow his existing business. I don't know that I imagined it would become this golf instruction content enterprise that it has become and now, so we, we launched our YouTube channel. Everything started with the YouTube channel because you have videos. What do you do with them? You share them. So I spent New Year's Day 2017 Googling how to start a YouTube channel. And we started the YouTube channel on January 1st, 2017. And for a year and a half, no one watched. <laughs> and we kept doing it. And here we are, you know, I guess we're going into our sixth year now. And, um, you know, we're, we're now generating more than a million dollars a year. So it's, it's, we can say that it's, it's legitimate. We have a global community of of golfers that use our instruction and it's wild and awesome. And it's been a blast. It's been a a real blessing.
0: It's an incredible story because the things that I love, nobody was watching for the first year and a half. It's the same thing that Rob Shooter said to me in his podcast episode, right no one listened to his podcast for a year which he said wow i'm so grateful because it taught me gave me all the space to learn how to do it the right way and so trust me in my own podcast journey i was like i'm thrilled that anyone who listens and the sweet and kind generous feedback i get but it's really given me so much space to grow and take risks and get myself out of the should so yay there's that part of it but the the other thing i really want to address And that's what I meant about, I understand the outward facing and your, you know, mission statement and what you do, but the truth is what you, how you get there is by, you guys kept going, kept showing up every day. You work through the difficult parts. Yes. And so there were very
1: difficult parts and mm -hmm. certainly like what to, to, uh, I, I was certainly he was very, still very busy coaching. I had taken on this endeavor. So essentially shut down any other potential revenue I could bring in. I wasn't working with any clients because I really had to devote myself full time to filming and editing. I mean, you know, I I technically had no business being behind a camera, but I was doing it and that's what it required. And there was no sense of um, the payoff. There was no sense of the end goal. There was just faith that this was good enough. And if we were, consistent, it would become something. He and I absolutely both went through our phases of what are we doing here? We should quit. Like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Like, why are we even doing this? Um, And it really, you know, and at some point, I think you'll you'll speak with Eric, but it really came to a point where it's like, okay, other people are succeeding doing what we're doing here. So what are they doing? And, It it was it really the lack of visibility in the beginning and the lack of success and the frustration, again, made us get really resourceful and go, okay it's it's not this is not a this is a how this is we have to change the strategy. And I think Eric really got his head around the fact that um, people didn't want to watch him teach. They wanted him to teach them. And that was sort of where we started to come up with a new content strategy. Um, and, and really with that decision, with him doing some of his own research about what people were watching in the space, uh, that's, that's when people started to watch, when we started doing the more hardcore instructional videos from Eric to the camera.
0: What an amazing shift when you start yeah. to understand what's the value that I provide, what do I do really, really, yes. really well that's different than what anybody else does really, really, really That's well. it. That is amazing.
1: Yeah. And, wow. and one really important thing I want to say about that moment in time, I very much believed Eric could be that person on camera, but he did not come from that world. He had only you know, been on the lesson to with students. And his philosophy was, you know, but you know, there's a ton of guys doing this on YouTube. I don't need to do this. I you know, they've already done it. And my comment on that and I hope that's something your listeners can take away is you're right, somebody has done it. But they haven't seen you do it yet. And if you believe in this, you have to at least give it a try. You might try it and not love it. <laughs> that's okay, but you got to find out. And I really I can't, I don't even know how many times I I made the point because he, to him it was like, oh, you know, 80 other coaches have done that drill on YouTube, but you haven't. People have not seen you do it and you're going to bring your own unique sensibility to it. And that's, that's what's
0: happened. There's some way that he connects. It's different than anybody else, which is just a fun sort of golf term anyway, because golf is all about connecting. Yes. (laughs) Um, Which I love. Okay. So now, so we get this year, year and a half in, and now people are watching, uh, which is amazing. Yes. Um, What's the shift to the next step? Because, I mean, walk us through, your business is way beyond a YouTube channel at this point. Yes. I mean, I've got your website open on my computer right now, and it's just amazing that you have a membership. You have all this customizable. So walk us through how these things start to come together and and the building on the nice versus necessary. Like what started to become necessary?
1: Yeah. So what's interesting is too – Keep in mind too, like there's things to touch back on the nice versus necessary. During that year and a half when no one's watching, even into the next year following that, it would have been very, very, it would look, it would appear to be necessary that I should hire an editor. But the reality was that if if a YouTube video might over the course of its lifetime only make $200, I could not justify paying a freelance editor $500 to edit a video that those those were the really tough nice versus necessaries because it, it could that sort of a spend can give the illusion of necessary
0: but the mm-hmm. reality
1: was for us to keep going it it would it would have been nice but it wasn't necessary and and um yeah that was that was those were tough moments when it was you know really just the two of us Him coming up with the content, us showing up, us doing everything. He's still coaching. It was, yeah. So so we built the YouTube channel, which uh, starts to become the foundation. And I knew we were starting to hit our stride when we started getting negative comments because I was thrilled because I I said to him, I was like, if we have haters, that means more people are watching because it stands to reason that, you know, statistically, not everyone's going to love you. But you have to have a lot of people watching to have to hit those people that don't love you, and I was thrilled. <laughs> so I was like, "We have haters; they're watching." So then, as we started to grow audience, the next phase I would say of like revenue and business was affiliate marketing deals, and it started for us with a uh, it's a golf teaching tool. It's a golf camera. You can use it when you practice your golf, and that was our very first affiliate deal that, that helped us start to generate revenue. So we did, you know, we did a review in, in a sense of the word, and then started putting the link to that camera under all of our videos. So that, that was the start of that piece of earning money off of content. In addition, we formed a strategic partnership with a, which on the surface would look like a competitive golf instruction company. We, they are, they just don't have one set expert, but they, asked if we could have Eric do some products that they would sell. And we made the determination. It would have been nice to make a huge royalty off of them, but what we needed, what was necessary for our business was eyeballs Mm -hmm. and exposure. And rather than take that revenue as money, we said, can you work this into your ad spend? And, you know, put Eric's face all over the place. So wow. we created that strategic partnership. Uh, you know, Eric served as the host and face of products for uh, this other company's Performance Golf Zone. We're still very friendly with them, do work with them. And, you know, on the surface, that looks ridiculous. They're technically a competitor. You know, we're we're virtually, you know, not we're going to make money for the time we spend on it, but not not a ton of royalties. But the reality is... Once those ads started to hit, once the Performance on ads with featuring Eric started to hit, it was phenomenal how many people would say to us, oh my gosh, Eric's face pops up every time I go on YouTube. And that was a win. That was a win for us. So really with, with that strategic partnership, the affiliate marketing, that started to lay a base for some revenue because it really takes a long time to earn AdSense on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> lie, so we that wasn't going to keep us going for a while. But um then uh, Eric had always had a concept for a membership site, a golf instruction membership site. His philosophy has always been, I can spend one hour with one golfer to help them, or I can spend an hour and help like, how can I more efficiently help the most golfers possible?
0: Mm-hmm. The and one-to-many
1: concept. The one-to-many concept. And so this membership site was always a vision that he had. So once we had started to establish a foundation with the YouTube channel and and it was becoming more of a sustainable business, the membership site was born and launched. So that was 2018. We started that venture. And, you know, you... God bless. It's a good thing you don't know what you don't know. That's that was a whole. Like, I was going to ask you,
0: who's managing all this for you? I have a feeling At, it's you and Eric in the beginning.
1: It yes, for the first solid three and a half years, it was. It yeah. was. um, And you do what you need to do. I think we are both people who were excited about the build and bringing the idea to life. Uh, now, when I look back, I'm, I think, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> how do we do this?" So, the membership site was born in 2018, and I want to say, over the course of the first year, uh, we might have ended up with a couple hundred paying members, which was super and great. And now we're probably at about 1,200 paying members from all over the globe. And then uh, our goal in 2022 is to hit 2,000 paying members.
0: So. It's been, yeah. And what's your strategy a- around that? How do you grow the membership?
1: So thus far, it's been all organic. It's been, how can we continue to grow it at a uh, pace? And pace for us is, if we can double the membership every year, that's a win for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's, am- it's ambitious, but um, that that's really been sort of our benchmark. And, you know, because even if we don't hit doubling, okay, well, we got 40%. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So... Thus far, up until really this January, it has been completely organic. There's been no paid, it's been get three YouTube videos out every week, mention Kogorno Golf within those videos, promote Kogorno Golf within those videos. Eric has done a tremendous job of also organically growing his Instagram, which on YouTube now we're just shy of 200,000 subscribers. On Instagram, he's, he should hit 75,000 probably within the next month or so. So it's a sizable enough audience that we were doing well, but we, we've reached that plateau where we need to reach more eyeballs quicker than we can organically through YouTube. So just this year now, our strategy is going to be some paid media to do that.
0: And where, in your case, do you see the opportunities in paid media? Because this is a great question because yeah. uh, just to pause for one sec, is from when you, where you started in 2016, and to pause again, this is what I love too, considering what you and I do for a living, is how often we walk anywhere on a daily and go, oh, you'd be great on TV. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, it's just how our brains work. Yes. And, then, and so what I love is the fact that you stuck with it until, you know, you got Eric to buy in a full year yeah. later for him to kind of think that like he stumbled <laughs> on it himself. So that's just one thing I want to acknowledge. But also... <laughs> It's just to (laughs) bring it up because everything's evolving and it evolves so much faster than it it did even five or six years ago. So what I'm getting at is like where you might've spent money in 2016, 17, 18 is very different than where you're going to spend money now. So, you know, what is, where, where are those opportunities, but also what's your own checklist for deciding again, what's a nice ad spend versus the necessary ad spend.
1: And this is where it gets really challenging. So I think the necessary spend for us right now is... Hire the person who's an expert at this. Mm, that's mm-hmm. the necessary spend. And what's that person
0: the- called there. by the way? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so I, that's a great question. Like I, I, I don't even know if we call them like, are they social marketers? You know, that's a great question. It's an agency. and and the power of social media. We actually were solicited by someone, Eric was solicited by someone who does this, who loves golf on Instagram. And that's Fantastic. how we found this person. Yeah. So so necessary for us was find the who. Now we're all about the who versus how, which if anyone's read the book, it's, you know, it's a great book. But um, the first thing, it was like, it's necessary. We have to suck it up and try this and make an investment. And it might be necessary that we lose that money you know that that's what it was now in terms of the nice we didn't have to sign on for a year the part that we're gauging it would be it would be nice to say we're hiring you just deal with it right now it's let's try this for 3 months so it was necessary that we spend the money to get an expert and it's necessary that we're willing to make an investment but we're not it's not necessary that we commit to it for the next year to 5 years so that's how we're going to start to gauge then what how will those ad spins work? It's a whole new territory for us. But we've watched enough in the space. We've done some homework and we've seen, you know, through our through our relationship with Performance Golf Zone, you, you really get a sense of uh, the the different ways that people do business. Even with the YouTube videos, we get a real sense of what people respond to because the reality is we're just trying to meet, reach more of the people that we know we're already resonating with. Mm-hmm. So... It's beautiful that we know the demographic we're, we're going after. We just have to find the right way to jump into the conversation they're already having about golf and their struggles with golf.
0: Mm, okay, two wonderful things right there. One, from a business perspective, you and Eric are always having the conversations that we should all have, but many of us when we're solopreneurs or You know, coming from creative fields, or we do something else Uh, for a living, and now we have to be a content creator, we're not asking the questions that you're asking about, like, what's the return on investment here? So that's fantastic. I mean, you know, jumbo takeaway, and then being really clear on what's negotiable, what's non negotiable, what's, you know, what makes sense, why are we doing this, you know, when can we pull the trigger, when can we fold our cards? I'm stretching metaphors all over the place. (laughs) I love that so much. Second, Let's talk about demographic that you just touched upon. So yeah. one um, hyper niche. So hyper you're in a, niche, uh, yeah. hyper niche, right? So, and and the yeah. power of that. That again, because we, you know we want to appeal to everyone. So you're not talking to every golfer. There nope. are, I don't even know statistically how many golfers there are in the world. And so who is your who's the Kogorno Golf member? Yeah, who's right your person? Or,
1: right or wrong. And I can really just point to our YouTube analytics, which are phenomenal. I mean, you know, it 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 is. As stereotypical as you think it would be, it is primarily men ages 35 and older. I want to say that we jumped from 3% female viewers to four, so I'm thrilled <laughs> about that. Uh, but I think I think those ratios also play out through our membership, the way our membership spreads out. So we're very aware that this is male, some professional, um, I would say a household income that allows them that some disposable income. They are achievers because, you know, anybody who wants to really personally invest, they're choosing to invest to get better in this game. They have that sort of competitive edge. So, yeah, I I think if you think uh, upper level management, CEO, male types, that's it. Now, what's been interesting is I think we were surprised on the younger end where we skew, there are... It seems uh, men and women in their 30s, mid-30s, wanting to embrace golf. Certainly the pandemic has influenced that. It's been phenomenal for the golf industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope that continues to play out. I can't get a tea time, but <laughs> it's phenomenal for the golf industry. And it, it's, I think where we appeal to some of those people is the, the belief that We do have the resources they need to get better if they want to continue to learn this game and enjoy this game. We believe that if people get more confident in their own golf games, they will love the game and continue to play and continue to use us. But so I wouldn't call that our main demographic still skews older, but I would say that there's there's hope for me in the in the growth of the game there for us.
0: I would ask you, with all this hard work you've put into this, how's your own game?
1: Oh, oh! <laughs> I, I, my new standard saying is, "I've sacrificed my game for the good of many." Because <laughs> I just, oh, I, yeah, I actually, I am supposed to play next Tuesday, and I have not played since December. So it's going to been a couple months. We'll so see hard, how it goes. We live in
0: cold climates, so there's that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, all weather golf, although yeah. th- then that's a lame excuse, because then we just have to say Scotland, but it's um, <laughs> true. But, yeah. um, I just think it's funny only because you have, you know, one of the most phenomenal golf instructors on the planet at your, yeah. you know, on speed dial well, and, and then and, the, and the irony of that.
1: Yes. And the beautiful part is now, even if I say to him, hey, I'm working on something, he's like, you know what to do.
0: <laughs> like, I'm sort of like, yeah, you know, I refer you back Christ, to week but, number, yeah. whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's we've, got, we've made a thousand videos together. Really? You know what to do. <laughs> so yeah. And you know, I just want to talk about content creation too, because I think especially oh, from you and I, from the time that you and I first met, there were more gatekeepers to doing what we wanted to do. You really needed to get the permission and approval and, and buy-in from somebody who was behind the camera to get in front of the camera. And that's completely changed now. Um, and the the challenging thing again nice versus necessary it's always interesting to me you know i if you want to make a living at this thing it is necessary that you emotionally detach from what you're creating and that's real hard for a lot of creators um You know, if you want to create something for the pure joy of creating it, awesome. If you want to make a business and a living out of this, hopefully you can marry the two. But the reality is you are just going to have to believe what the people tell you when they tell you what they like. And use our channel as as a great example of this. We like short game stuff. We want to talk about putting. We want to talk about chipping, but people don't click on those videos. And as much as I have loved some of that that we've created, and I feel like to really get better at golf, you need all of that. For our YouTube business, it does not make sense for us to spend time and energy making those putting videos. We again to go super niche, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do these on course golf vlogs really well. And we tried that. They don't want that from Eric. They want Eric to teach them how to make the perfect golf swing. And it's hard because I loved our own course. It was fun. It was creative. It was something different for us to do, but you can't take it personally when no one watches, take the feedback they're giving you when they're not watching by not watching and go from there. And you just, it's, that's challenging. It is really, really challenging. I mean, in the beginning, I would spend so much time and energy trying to be cute, trying to be clever with the videos. And if you're trying to do this to make a business out of it and make a living at this, you have to detach. You have to. It's, you know, I'm not saying that it doesn't always work out. There have been ones that we've spent time on and we loved and people watched, and that was great. But I mean, especially in this day and age, if you're a content creator, you get instant feedback the second you post, believe the people, (laughs) believe the people and
0: what they're watching. That was phenomenal. That was a little masterclass from Mary (laughs) Langle. To to add on to that, any tips on how to detach? Because that's not easy. It's not
1: easy. Um, Yeah. For me, one of the things that's been fantastic is I don't have time to spend on any one particular video. So like, regardless of how much time I want to spend or how much I might like one video and think I could do cool, clever things, here's the reality. We post every Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday. I have to have that video done to be ready to post Tuesday. So there's a moment where I have to give it up to God and then move on to Thursday's video that really does help me detach. And I think, you know, I would recommend that 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 discipline, that consistency helps because you're already taking the focus off of that video and onto the next that has helped me a lot i think you also have to believe that this is not going to happen with one video this is Mm -hmm. going to happen with a collection of video or content whatever you're creating over time it's probably much more difficult for people who want to create like television programming or Film, you know, they they get very invested in that one idea. I want to go all in, and you kind of have to create it before you get the read. Yeah, you. I think I think the the best way to be detached is probably to amp up the volume of things you're creating because then you're guaranteed to have a win at some point.
0: Oh, I love that. It's kind of like speed dating. Yes, or or it goes back even to your PR. It's like we sent, we contacted this many people. I've I've always heard these averages, like it's a hundred you know, pitches to get 10 responses to get one placement. Same Absolutely. So, it's like, so Absolutely. there's a law of, add- so, and that again, has come up on the podcast a lot that it's like the one and done is what was that? Debbie Smith spoke about it really well. It's like you tried it once and you got it. You heard no. Well, so why didn't you try again? So that's a right. really, really great point of view. The other thing I find helpful on the sort of the mindset level and the fact that it is something you're really passionate about Is that you speak to serve? That you're not making the videos and working this hard for your own amusement. Yeah, you love golf. You want to grow the sport. You Mm -hmm. love your audience, Mm -hmm. right? You're showing up for them because they've shown up for you, and so we we show up with affection, and we're we're providing value. It's our way of saying thank you. I appreciate you. I see you. And so sometimes on really hard days, that's like okay, that keeps me going because now I'm connected to purpose, and I haven't forgotten that.
1: I got to give a shout out to Eric there too. From day one, he has always. Personally, responded to each and every single comment on Mm. Instagram, on YouTube. You know that's to your point about one and done. It's not one and done. It's about. It's really not. It's it's rarely about the content in the video. It's about how the interaction with you in that video or that person made you feel. And and he has been extraordinary at owning that responsibility and doing that. He does it both. He does it both in the membership site where he's in the group with all the members every single day and he does it on all the social media platforms huge component huge component
0: yeah i i thank you for bringing that up and i want yes. to acknowledge that as well because that is really hard work and i understand mm-hmm. you know time is a finite resource but i i've heard that for many many of my clients who have built successful brands from the ground up is the fact that they they put so much emphasis on that part of it. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I hear other people resist that and like, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 And, you, and your problem is because yeah. if you want to get there, this is, this is part of it. Especially, again, it goes back to especially the world we live in because yes. it's hyper niche. And also we're so disconnected and Eric's making it, the members feel connected. It's such a powerful part of what we do and how people stay with you. How you yeah. build something literally oh, sustainable? Oh,
1: absolutely! I mean, we have we have members that joined like our first month that are still with us, and mm. you know, some they might not even necessarily be like submitting swings or doing a lot, mm-hmm. but they they it's because of that community that we've built. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting just on the point of the the whole engagement. We very much view those comments that's that's direct customer facing customer service no i think people don't really view that engagement as customer service and it absolutely is and it's so interesting to me how many times i've seen you know you've seen these postings where people are like i'm looking for an intern to answer my social media comments really because that's your that's your best moment of interaction with the actual potential client and you're going to pass that off to someone just to check something off you know check a box and it's a tremendous missed opportunity to not have the most seasoned people doing that piece of the business.
0: Mm, Mary, so well said. Yeah. My final question for you, though, is: It's what's next? Like, what, what's since you started without a plan? Yeah. do we have a 10 year plan now? Do we have a ten-year plan? What is you know what is what is global domination on a larger scale look like for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think um, you know that people. You know he's as prevalent in golf as Tiger Woods. No, um, <laughs> I, I think so. What's really what, what is very, very much a part of our uh, monthly lives, annual lives, is we we do now set goals in every area of the business on the first of every month. We review the previous month and we talk about the next month, so we know exactly where we are all throughout the year, and then. The beginning of the year is really the moment where we're like, what's the what? Not the how, not the who. What's the what? And this year, the what is we want to double everything, of course. But the grand strategic plan is we've, we've thrown out the number that we eventually want to have 20,000 members on the site. Uh, if anyone in the golf world is familiar with golf tech, we see us ourselves as sort of the online version of golf tech. In addition to that, because we're not busy enough, we would like to dovetail this <laughs> into, uh, you know, Eric, Eric is very much an educator and a, and a performance coach. He's not just a golf coach. I've lived it now. I don't think that our business would have the focus that it has or, or be where it is had he not sort of come into his own with this business savvy and and taking really these philosophies from his golf coaching and being able to transition them into you know, life situations. So we really do want to venture into that content category too: personal development, business development and see see where, what that can become using everything we've done as a model. So what's beautiful now is it's like, OK, we've done that. So if we're going to create a YouTube channel again, here's what it requires. And our vision is that should we do this, it should happen faster because we have some experience. Uh, but that's that's a true passion like not just helping people like golf has been phenomenal and it's it's an amazing world i mean the connections anybody that knows the game and loves the game you have that instant bond it's almost like when you find the, like someone who went to your same college you know oh you play golf too and i think that helping them has been great but i think especially for eric's skills and capabilities and he really taking this to the next level and helping people get where they want to go with actual actionable things they can do is the next, that's the big, that's the big. So
0: I yeah. am so excited. <laughs> wow. So Mary, share with us where we can find you and Eric and Cogorno Golf on all the platforms.
1: I would love to. So our YouTube channel is Eric Cogorno Golf, C-O-G-O-R-N-O. It rhymes with DiGiorno. And and the membership site is just Kogorno Golf. So that's com. And then he is on Instagram as Eric Kogorno. I'm on Instagram as me. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully people will take a look and see what we've done. And yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Wild ride. I, I never thought I would be an accidental expert in YouTube, but here we are. So
0: Oh, I that I love that. So many of my favorite people are accidental entrepreneurs and accidental, <laughs> yeah. you know, moguls. Yeah, I think I'm talking to one right now. So that's fantastic. <laughs> the Sirens of Brooklyn are giving you a shout out. Yay! Hi, so, New York. I miss you. I miss you, New York. <laughs> I adore you, Mary oh, This has been. I have learned so much in this conversation. So thank you. Incredible thank generosity. You. Thank you. And I wanna thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. Be sure to visit ableintermedia.com and download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.